Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. This is the King James Radio Network, your radio home for North Brunswick Raiders sports. Timothy Christian Tigers basketball, Restoration Place, the ladies of our turf football, and the Jersey Basketball Association. This week at Restoration Place. Don't be one person in here, and then another person when you leave here. I mean, be, be the same. That's what integrity is. It means one. You, one with yourself, knowing who you are. Not changing, you know, from day to day. Not putting on your robe, and when somebody lifts it up, there's somebody different under there. Be the same person who you are, no matter what. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to this place of restoration. of Restoration Christian Ministries, John Baysmore, Jr. Amen, amen. Well, while you're standing, don't sit down. While you're standing, we're going to catch you right now. Amen. We're ready for the Word of God. Amen. Amen. We've had our snacks and our appetizers amen we're ready for the meat amen of the service on today so we are privileged to have none other than our very own wonderful amen man of god i won't tease him too bad today we'll we'll, we'll spare him because brother shepherd is here amen. <laughs> amen amen but we thank god for this awesome man of god so let's greet our pastor with a hearty amen to have an opportunity uh to share the word of the lord with you um this is always a great honor i had I think I told you guys a week or two ago that I had started uh, this series on, um, I forgot what I was talking about. No, before. Um, yeah, the, yes, the fruit of the Spirit. And, uh, and I promise I'm going to finish that, but um, I, I really felt the need to share this. So, um, thank you. So, um, I, I did some, <laughs> you really dropped the fan already. <laughs> So I, I, I took some time to, to really research this. I'm going to talk about character, but I wanted to take some time to really uh, to look at this. And it has nothing to do with anyone in here, but it's the things that are happening around us 
uh, the things that I know that we're seeing, our children are seeing, we're seeing it on television, we're seeing it on the news, uh, we're seeing it, a lack of it, a lot of times in our schools. So I wanted to just take this opportunity just to talk about this for a while, maybe not in the respect that you think I'm going to, so don't, don't get ahead of me because you might go down one road and I'm going to be making a left turn and you're going to miss the whole thing. So just kind of stay with me, but it's something that I think is important and I want to share it with you. I want to give you a background scripture that, um, that will follow us through this word on today. And, um, and then we're going to get, after prayer, we're going to get into it. So I want to read the scripture and then we're going to have prayer. And then we're going to get right into the word. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to it if you like, from coming from the book of Malachi, chapter 3. Very short, it's going to be one verse, but an important verse. Malachi 3, verse 6. And it reads, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. So the premise that I'm going to focus on today is, I am the Lord, I change not. But we're talking about character. Now, you're going to see as I go along why I read that particular scripture. Because it's an important one, particularly when you're talking about character. Uh, a lot of people talk about a lot of things. There are even people that talk about character, but character is not really something that you just talk about. Character is something that you have to show, and it has to show in your life based on the decisions that you make, the things that you do every single day, whether people are watching or not. So let's have prayer, and then we're going to get right into the Word of the Lord. Father, we thank you today for the abundance of your loving kindness and for the richness of your tender mercies. We, we give praise glory and honor to you just for who you are. You are a loving Father. You have redeemed us by the blood of Yeshua, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you have just brought us out of darkness into the kingdom of your dear Son. And Father, we thank you for that today, and we pray that our hearts and our minds will be receptive, and we will not leave this place as we came in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I voluntarily decrease that you may increase, that your word will come forth in power, under the anointing. And I do believe that people will be saved, healed, delivered, and set free from every yoke and bondage. And I thank you in advance, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You might have your seat. So I'm going to talk about today character and how we recognize it and exactly what it is. Um, there's a lot of things that we call character, so we need to talk about some of those. Now, some of the things I say are you going to get the meaning of it as I go along? But I, I wrote some notes because I really did, as the Spirit of God was putting this thing in my spirit, I wanted to make sure that you were getting this. Uh, if you have a pen and paper, you might want to take some notes. Or, or you can, I'm sure Corbett is going to be recording this, or you can go to his recording and just listen to it uh, in its entirety. If you're anything like me, it's hard for me to hear something one time and to really let it soak in, but I have to listen to it over and over before I can really uh, get the underpinnings of what's being said. So there's a lot of things that are called characters. Um, numbers are called characters for a reason. I mean, no matter if it's one o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock in the morning, numbers stay the same. One is always one. Two is always two. That's never gonna be changed. Uh, alphabets are called characters for the same reason. You know, they remain the same. Grandma, A is A. 
And it doesn't matter what people say, A is always going to be A, B is always going to be B, which means numbers and alphabets are constant. So the Bible says, I'm the Lord thy God, I change not. It's a constant. Now, also, um, statues have character because they don't change. No matter what happens around them, storms, elements, Statues remain the same. I mean, you go to England, you see all kinds of statues. And there have been hurricanes and all types of things, but statues remain who they are. They remain the same. So there's something about your character that has to be consistent. It's not something that you're one way today and a, you know, another way tomorrow. It's something that's constant. Uh, now, we do call principles characters as well. Because principles are laws, they never change. Now, I, I know that, you know, a lot of times when you get in arguments, and Trey have told me before, that's Trey, by the way, I know your visitor, the, the knucklehead, the bald head guy right there, he thinks he got, thinks he knows stuff. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, my, that's my man. Well, but Trey often talks to me about ideologies and how people come to him uh, and they argue back and forth with ideologies. But one of the things that I like to do is to talk about principles because they're like laws, they don't change. And people may not agree with it, they may not like it, but they can't argue a principle because a principle is what it is, it's a law. Now, you may not um, like the law of gravity, you know, you may disagree with it, you may hate it, but that does not affect it being a law. The law of gravity is going to remain the same because it's a principle. It does not change. Now, you can, you can challenge principles. You know, you can challenge the law of gravity. You know, you can get on the top of this building and say, I, gravity, I hate you, and jump off the building. And I promise you, gravity will win every single time because it's a principle. It's a law. It's something that does not change. Now, I know um, the... I don't know if you guys remember, but I was kind of a history buff in school. And I like um, the story of the Wright brothers. How many of y'all remember the Wright brothers? Orville and... I forget his brother's name, but I remember Orville Wright. So they, they kind of challenged the law of gravity. Now, the only way that you can really challenge a law is by having a... Or coming with another law. So they, though they did not necessarily want to continuously live by the law of gravity, they, they knew that they had to respect this law because it was a principle. This law has character. You know, it doesn't matter how you feel about it, that law has character. It is, you, listen, it does not matter how people feel about you if you have character. They, they may love you, they may hate you, it doesn't matter. As long as you have character, they know what to expect from you. So now what the Wright brothers did, instead of trade arguing about ideologies or arguing about principles, they decided to, to do some investigation. And they found, they heard about this law of uh, aerodynamics. Basically it says this, if you can gather enough speed, and if you can go fast enough, let me, I'm looking at my notes to make sure I'm getting this thing right, because I, I did some really extensive research on this, and I thought it was great. If you gather enough speed, then, and you can go fast enough, after a while you can go so fast that you can achieve what is called lift. But now, here's the thing. 
You cannot go a certain speed and decide at the end that I'm going as fast as I want to go and still achieve live. You cannot. You cannot violate character to receive something else. So once you achieve a certain amount of speed, then you automatically will override one law and the law of aerodynamics now will override the law of gravity and you can fly. Listen, let me tell you something. Now, I don't know if y'all remember, how many of y'all remember The Bionic Man? Y'all remember that, that show? Now, that was an interesting show because the guy could really run real fast. Something happened to him scientifically. Now, we know it's, it's just, an, it's just a, you know, an idea, an ideology, but it wasn't really true. But now, the concept of it was true. And here's the thing. Even right now, if you can run fast enough, uh, Corbett, you can actually... You know, that, that what they call the circle of rotation. If you run fast enough, you can actually achieve lifting. You can fly. Now, landing might be another problem, but I'll, I guarantee you, if you run fast enough, Trey, you can fly. But now here's the thing. You cannot expect that, that law of gravity to go down to your standards. Now, the law of gravity has a standard, and it's set. It's not going to change. You know, you might have expectations, but now you got to understand this. A law will not change because of your expectation. A law has standards. Now, if you want to achieve the law of aerodynamics, you have to meet those standards. The law is not going to come down to your level. And this is what we got to get. If you want to really be a person of character, you can't expect... You know, the, the law of character to go down to meet your expectation. You have to raise your standard to meet the expectations of character. You cannot be a person of character or to be known as a person of character without raising your standards. Sooner or later, you know, something will have to change in you if you really want to be recognized as a person of character. And this is one of the problems that that I see in a lot of things that we do and a lot of things that we say. Um, the law would never lower standards, you know, but we have to raise our expectations. We have to raise our standards. We have, if we want to walk in holiness and we want to walk as a person of character, then a person that God can really count on and trust, then we have to raise our standards and be that person, not that everybody else expects you to be, but to be that person that God expects you to be. And sometimes that will require you to let go of some friends and people that you have in your life that may not be, you know, giving you that opportunity to raise yourself to the level that you need to be. You know, I've often said, you can, you can tell a lot about a person by the company they keep. Now, and I, you know, I'm a personal witness to this because I used to be a person that got in trouble. Now, not in trouble with the law, but now I got in trouble because of the people that I was associated with. I mean, it's just the truth. Now, you may not know anything about that, but, you know, I was kind of a little nutterhead, you know. And I mean, particularly, how many of y'all just lost your mind when you went to college? Because I just, when I went to college, I just completely lost my mind. I mean, every pet, everything that I was trained you know, my dad was a pastor, mom was a missionary. All of that teaching and training went right down the drain when I went to college because I tried to, to really lower my standards and expected character, you know, to raise its standards just to suit me. But I found out real quick and, you know, in a hurry that the people that I associated with, that name that I had from high school going into college began to change. Because, not because the law changed, but because I did. You see, a lot of times, you know, we want to blame God 
on the choices that we make and we'll say, well, you know, since I had a real interesting conversation on yesterday, I'm not going to say who with, but I had an interesting conversation on yesterday. And, it, you know, sometimes people think that, you know, everything's got to revolve around them. So now, it does not matter the standard that God has set. And how many of you know that God has set a standard? Y'all can talk back to him if you want. God has set a standard. So the standard that God has set, it may not meet your expectations, but they're not supposed to. Your standards are supposed to meet God's expectations. Yes. Question is, can God trust you? My God. Can God really trust you to be that person that he desires you to be? A person of character does not operate on popularity. They operate on principle. Now, there's a lot of popular people. All you got to do is look at television. A lot of popular people on TV. You know, you can name it. Whether believers or unbelievers, they're popular. You know, problem is, they don't have a lot of principles. And this is, this is one of the problems with uh, politicians. And this is why it's hard uh, for politicians to have character. Because politics is not based on character, it's based on popularity. So you're basically going to make decisions based on what other people think you should make. You're not making, politicians do not make decisions based on, you know, what they really believe. They make decisions based on they, what they know other people are thinking about. So, I, you know, it would really, and I've always said, it would really be difficult for me to be a politician because I can't base my life on what others think. How many of you have ever tried to live your life based on what other people think about you? You will be so confused, you, you, you're not going to know whether you're going frontwards or backwards because people change. Now, based on this, I want to tell you a story. This is actually a true story. And I hope I don't run afoul by mentioning the name, but I mean, I'm going to mention the name because it, it's a true story. It really happened. Pat may remember this. And uh, I, I believe Pat was with us at this time, but I was working at the job for And there was this popular guy at a TV show. Some of y'all might remember it. The TV show was called What's Happening. Do y'all remember that show? Who was the star of that show? Ernest Lee Thomas. Yes. But who was the one that everybody knew in life? Rerun. Rerun. So now, what some of you may not realize is that Rerun at some point in time became an ordained minister. So now, I was watching the news, Pat, and I had heard about this, and you know how on the news they have uh, you know, if you want to contact him for booking, call this number. So now we had a small ministry at the time, but I just, you, you know your pastor to have no fear. <laughs> it does not, we can have two people or 2,000. I believe that we're just as worthy to have a star here as anybody else. So I called that number and I got Rerun's agent on the phone. And so I started talking to him. Of course, he was asking the typical typical question, what is the size of your ministry? How many people do you have? You know, the typical thing. And I said, well, this is actually going to be a joint venture. Now, I said this by faith. Now, I had not talked to Pastor Kiger now, and I had not talked to Pastor Larry Powell. So after I hung up the phone, I immediately, because they agreed to the booking. So they told me what it was going to be. I think at that time it was like twenty-five or $3,500, whatever it was, something like that. So I got on the phone, I called Pastor Kiker now, and I told him about it. He said, oh man, yeah, I know everyone. He's in the ministry. I said, yeah, he said, hey, I tell you what, man, you know, we're going to do this thing to get together. He said, let me reach out to Larry. I said, well, listen, I got to call into him. I'm going to call him right there. As soon as I hang up, you can call him. So I called Larry Power. He said, oh man, this will be great. He said, yeah, we can do this as a joint. You can bring your people there. You know, I'll bring my people to where you are. We can just make this a joint effort. So we were all excited. So now... 
about three or four days later, I got a call from Pastor Kaikadal. He didn't start, he didn't go into telling me uh, anything. He just he said these words. I, I mean I can hear it like it was yesterday. John, turn the TV on, man. Turn turn to channel four news. No, turn to channel seven. I said, well, why? He said, John, turn the TV on, man. I said, well, you're going to tell me? He said, John, just turn the TV on, man. So now by this time, I'm getting kind of nervous. Like, well, what is it? He never said anything about rerun. never said anything. So I turned into Channel 7, and lo and behold, it was, um, it was this guy, this tall guy, this hipster. Um, what did, I can't think of this guy's name. He had a T. Uh, Stern. Howard Stern, yes. So Rerun, Rerun was on the Howard Stern show. So I'm sitting there looking at this, and Pat, I got my hand on my head because they had this woman that was playing a prostitute, and he was bidding on the prostitute. Now you got to understand. By this time, brother, I had flyers out. <laughs> I mean, I had flyers out. I was telling all of the kids at Job Corps that we were going to have rerun at our ministry. And not only were they going to come, I had a van, but we were going to need a busload. So I'm already making preparations to rent a bus. And, you know, I got the flyers out. I'm even giving flyers to them to take home to their parents. And some of their parents was even coming. So now when I'm looking at rerun saying 2,000, 3,000, and he's just laughing and laughing. So I got on the phone and I called his agent. And I said, uh, we're going to have to cancel this appointment uh, that we made with, um, I forget his name now, his real name. Fred Berry. Fred Berry, yes. How do you know so much? <laughs> I said, we're going to have to cancel this appointment because um, I said, it's three pastors that are doing this. And I said, we cannot afford to have our name associated, first of all, with the Howard Stern show, because everybody in here is old enough to know what that show is all about. And secondly, the person that I've got on flyers and I'm sitting out flyers and calling everybody that I can, and he is seen on TV bidding for a prostitute. I said, we can't go with that. I'm sorry. He said, well, that's going to be a problem because, you know, you have a contract. I said, you're right. It's going to be a problem for him because he just breached the contract. Because there is a character clause. Y'all, y'all better hear this. There was a character clause in that contract. And see, we all have a contract with the Lord. And we've got a character contract as a part of who we are as believers. Yeah, my God, my you cannot afford, listen to me carefully, you cannot afford to say and do whatever you want because your life will directly impact somebody that's watching you. Yes, yes. Now, I'm not saying that you are the all standard for everything, but the very thing that you profess makes a difference to people. What do you think my name and reputation would be if I allowed him to come and those young people that I'm teaching, every single, I'm teaching math and, and English and social studies, these are, these are young people that I'm teaching every day. 
What now? How good would my name be? Particularly when I'm telling you, don't don't use profanity in my classroom. Don't, don't do that. No, you don't come in here talking. You, how are they going to listen to anything that I say if I now will lower my standards just because I want to get somebody popular to the ministry? My God. See, at some point in time, you're going to have to choose principle over popularity. Yes. And not everybody is willing to do that. So the question is, are you more concerned about your principles or your popularity? Anybody can be popular. you got a lot of popular preachers in the pulpit. Problem is, some of them don't have no character. I mean, we, we have, most of the time, when preachers fall, they fall because of their principles or their lack thereof. It, it has nothing to do. And that, there's, a, there's always something that would judge your character. You see, it's the same three things for everybody. It doesn't make a difference whether you, you know, whether you're a millionaire, whether you make a thousand dollars a week, or whether you make a hundred dollars a week. These same three things would judge everybody's character. Let me tell you what they are. Power is number one. If you give a person power, sooner or later, what's in them is going to be revealed, whether it's good or bad. Whatever is in there, you give them power. And I will assure you, whatever is inside of them is soon going to be revealed. Also, money. Now, I've also heard somebody say, well, you change. You got money and you change. But sometimes it's not you that change. Sometimes it's the people that change around you. But money is a true test of your character. It's really going to let people know. It's going to let you know, above all things, where you are. Because so you may think you are one way. And you may be praying and believing God for a lot of money. And this is the one thing that I say to myself constantly in prayer. Lord, I want to make sure that my desire for you is greater than my desire for anything else. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be broke. My wife loves nice things. And Nikki, I love to give them to her. Because I think she's deserving of it. But at the end of the day, I am not going to risk my character just to give Darlene nice things. Because she, she may love the nice things, but she's not going to appreciate who I am as a man. At some point in time, you've got to know that who you are as a person is more important than your popularity to everybody else. Yeah, Third thing, access to sex. Power, money, and access to sex. These things will truly test your character. Who you really are. Now, it, you may not know right now, you may not know right away, but you give somebody access to either one of these things. And I promise you, sooner than later, it's going to test who you really are. How many of y'all have already experienced that? Leaders must have character. People will not follow you if they don't trust you. People will not follow you. I heard a, a Chinese proverb, and it says something like, a man who calls himself a leader, and let me make sure I get it right, a man who calls himself a leader, and he believes other people are following him, but when he looks around, nobody's following him, he's not really leading, he's simply going for a walk. Because nobody's following him, because people will not follow people that they don't trust. I wonder how many of you would follow me if every day, every other day, you know, I wait for Trey to go to work. Now, he's going to love this because this dude loves his wife. But I love mine too, brother. But imagine, Trey, you go to work. And I'm waiting for you to leave. I'm peeking around the corner. Look, he's getting an attitude already. 
but I'm thinking around the corner and I'm waiting for Trey to leave so I can pull in there and try to talk to Nikki. So now if it shows something about my character if I knock on the door and try to get in. But it shows something about your character if you let me in. So character is something that you've got to portray for people to be able to trust what you say. Now, people say, and I heard this particularly on the limelight, you know, and you know, just like things that everybody can see. They will say something like this, particularly our, our leader of this country. Don't judge me. You don't, No, not judge me. You don't have anything to do with what I do in my private life. And I've heard people say this before. Well, that, listen, I don't agree with that. Because what you do in your private life will determine whether I can trust what you say in your public life. Yes. So what you do in private, it does make a difference because it speaks to who you really are. Yes. It speaks to your character. Now, if you don't have any character, you don't have any commitment. You know, that's what values are. Values are just simply... Um, Values are things that people value, like your marriage, like I, like I was just talking about. If you value your marriage, you won't commit adultery. If you don't value your marriage, you will. You know, if I value Darlene, I will not abuse her. But if I don't value her, I will. So values are something that everybody should have. They're, they're sort of a standard that we set for how we want to live. Your future is dependent on your character, mm -hmm. not your charisma. Yes, amen. Unfortunately, we got a lot of leaders that have great charisma, Cheryl. They got their oozing with charisma. Problem is, Nikki, they don't have no character. My God. They, they don't, you know, lead with your life. Not with your words, not with your popularity, but lead with your life. Let your life be something that others want to follow. Not just not just a person that's talking a good game. What was that song that James Brown used to say? Uh, just talking loud, but, but saying nothing. So now, you, you know, if you lead with charisma, now, people may be impressed by you. People may be impressed by your ministry, but at the end of the day, you need to lead with your life because this is something. Now, Pat said something during testimony service, and she said my favorite statement. Never give up on your children. Yes. Let me tell you why. Now, this very person that Pat's talking about this morning, that was my son that she went to hear this morning. So here's the thing. We all know because you've heard my testimony before. Eric had some challenges with drugs. I had, as his father, but not only his father, Pat, but his pastor. I had a choice to make. Am I going to... Am I going to get my son off because he got busted with 70, what do you call it, nickel bags of crack? So am I going to get my son off because I worked with the straight up department at the time in North Brunswick Police? So they, 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 the lieutenant as well as Detective Susan, they knew me. So immediately they called me when they had arrested him because they wanted to see how I wanted to handle this. Now, Pat, I don't know if you remember her as a young lady in the police force. As a matter of fact, I found out uh, just recently when this officer was here that uh, um, one of the police officers that worked at the high school, she's still on the force, by the way. Her name is Gina. And Gina showed up at my house 
along with the North Brunswick police because I had to hand in the evidence. Now, somebody said, well, Pastor, why would you, being a father, why would you call the police on your own son? That, that was a couple of reasons, Trey. First of all, my thinking is this. If you have that much drugs on hand, you're not just holding it there. Obviously, you, you got it to sell to somebody. Pat, I had a wife that was completely handicapped in the bed, could not move, could not even yell if somebody was breaking into the house. So my thinking was, what if, though I know Eric, is, he was never violent, that was not his thing. But what if somebody found out, Pat, that he had a stash of things and they wanted to break into the house and rob him and my wife is there she can't yell she can't run she can't do anything so in my mind pet i said not only for her sake see sometimes hold up oh santa you've got to make decisions not only for you but for the future of that other person yes Amen. your character speaks loudly about what you're willing to do and the sacrifices you are willing to make for somebody else's future. I know I'm preaching right now. Yes, yes. It has nothing to do with you are mad and you are upset because you found crack cocaine, cocaine in your basement. You are making a decision that I knew would one day impact his life. I did not know, Cheryl, how that decision was going to work out. Because I knew they had a law on the books that if you are caught with any kind of drugs within a thousand feet of the high school or any kind of school, you get three years automatically. But I couldn't be concerned about that then. I was really concerned about now. Gina, this police officer, she knows who I am. So now, they, now they may not say anything, but I know they were looking. I know that they were waiting to see how I'm going to handle this. Because at that moment, my character was on the line. I, I had nothing to do with what Eric did. But now, my decision on how I was to handle that situation was really reflective of my own character. Was I going to call the cops and give it to them and say, yes, this is what my son was doing? Or was I going to say, listen, man, come on, Gina, you know, you know me, you know. I, I could say, you know, this stuff belonged to somebody else and one of his friends brought it here. But I thought about that thing and I said, I'm with these young students that's been arrested. I'm working with Detective Susan Pett on a monthly basis. Part of what I did, they had me there as a, as a counselor. And they would have these students sitting in seats just like this. And they would bring me forward and say, Pastor, I want you to have some words to these students. But they just recognize, see, how many of y'all know people recognize your gift? Yeah. I'm a gift of working with young people, but now, am I going to destroy that gift, you know, for the sake of my son, or am I going to operate in the gift that God gave me with character? My God. Because let me tell you something, character is the only thing that will protect your gift. Yes. Nothing else will protect your gift but your character. So now I had a decision to make. Am I going to do this or am I not? So I said, Gina, if I preach it, and these were my exact words straight, if I preach it, I've got to live it. But I thank God. Because just a couple of hours ago, she went to an 830 service where my son was giving the sermon. Yes, amen. But now I made a decision 
not that was popular, not even to him. But to this day, he thanks me for that. I'm telling you, to this day, am I lying, Pat? To this day, he thanks me for that. Because you have got, at some point in time, a character decision is going to face you. That is going to show, listen, the only way character can be tested is through temptation. See, we try to make temptation a bad thing. Temptation is not necessarily a bad thing. Temptation would test to see what's really inside of you. You can proclaim all you want. But now if you are not tested, you will never really know what you're made of. The only way that you're going to find out, Corbin, who you really are, all of that stuff you talk about on the radio, somebody has got to tempt you so you can really find out who Corbin Thompson really is. See, temptation does not make you, it exposes you. It exposes who you really are. Y'all say amen, somebody. Amen. Character is an effort. Give me seven more minutes and I'm going to be done. Character is an effort to integrate words, deeds, and action as one. Integrate is really the same word as integrity. It means to make one. Jesus said, I am the Lord your God. I change not. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Those three are what? One. If you do your research... If you go all the way back to Hebrew and just do the research on that word holy. See, the church that I was raised in, they made holiness seem like something that you do. You know, you can't wear this dress <laughs> and you be on the altar trying to confess to the Lord and sure they get a tissue and start rubbing off your lipstick. See, they, Nikki, they thought that was holiness. And, they would, and then they would say, y'all probably didn't go through this, but you be on the altar. I have never got so tired of saying the name Jesus in my life. Because you be on that altar, I'm telling you the truth. Sure, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? So they, they got all of these missionaries, saints and friends, and they're standing around you, and they're saying this, say, Jesus, Jesus, so you're like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I mean, after a while, you wasn't even saying Jesus, you were probably saying, gee, will you just leave me alone? But it's like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because they thought the development of holiness was based on what you said. But that's not what it is at all. You see, holiness is not a preacher with a big old long robe on, with a big gold cross you know, wrapped around his neck. That's, holiness is really one. It's the concept of being the same person no matter what. You are Nikki, no matter whether you're at the altar, you're at school, or you with your husband. You are one person. But see, many times, Pat, we act schizophrenic. We say one thing, we do another, and then we promise something else. And see, here's the thing, you can wear all the long robes you want. When I look under that robe, I want to see one person, not three. One person. That I want to know that I'm dealing with one person. And see, that's the problem. Sometimes you, you really, when you're talking to people, you don't know what to expect from them because they act like so many different people. Because they have no character. I'm going to close with this. I got a lot more, but I'm going to close with this. In Genesis, my son and I, Troy, I have another son that's a pastor. He was a major knucklehead as well. But that's why, again, you don't give up on your children. Amen. Try and I talk about three or four times a week 
One of the verses that we like to talk about the most is Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. As a matter of fact, get your Bibles. I want, want y'all to read that. We're going to read this in closing. I want y'all to read this because it does talk about character, but not ours, but God's. Listen to what it says. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. That word image there is the same for character. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image, the character of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now listen. And he blessed them and God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. So now, when Troy and I are talking about this verse, y'all know how Troy is, he's very, a, a very deep thinker. And he's talking about all of the things, what it means when we're created in the likeness of God, and how God gave us dominion, and how that means we have authority. But let me, let me help you with something. The first thing that God gave man trained was not the dominion, but image. He, he said, let us create man in our image, which means... God is a God. He has character. So the first thing that we're going to give mankind is character. Before God gave man power, he gave him character. Because power without character will destroy you. And don't you know that your God loves you enough to know this? It makes no difference how much power you exercise if you have no character to protect it. And I say again, your character is the only thing that will protect your gift. Here is a, here's another problem that we have. And y'all can stand as I'm saying this. One of the problems that we have is that we have a lot of gifted people in the body of Christ. A lot of gifted orators, a lot of gifted singers, a lot of gifted teachers. But I dare say we don't have enough gifted livers. Because our lives are not really backing up the things that we're saying out of our mouths. Here's another problem. The person that you project yourself to be sometimes online, people wonder who you... you know, it's, a, it's amazing that you can hear all of these great things about people, and, you, and Nikki, you know they're married. And then you just happen to go someplace. Now, I'm telling you a true story. I'm not calling names of Sure, you just happen to go someplace. And this same person, I almost said it, this same person that's projecting all of this oozing with personality, they're hugged up with another woman. Yeah. And they want to call the woman their daughter. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. Lead with your life. That's my thing. You know, if I wanted to name this something, I could say just lead with your life. Don't change. I'm the Lord thy God, I change not. Don't be one person in here and then another person when you leave here. I mean, be, be the same. That's what integrity is. It means one. You, one with yourself, knowing who you are. Not changing, you know, from day to day. Not putting on your robe and when somebody lifts it up, it's somebody different under there. Be the same person who you are no matter what. Don't, don't, don't let outward appearances 
really dictate who you are. Yes. But be a person that people want to follow because they trust you. Not just trust what you say, but they trust who you are. I love Darlene so much. Cheryl, it's crazy how I love Darlene. And I, I really try I have to watch it sometimes. Because sometimes I catch myself just looking at her. I don't know if you've ever done this. I just look at her. She's walking to the kitchen and stuff, and I'm just looking. I ain't just checking her out, but I'm just looking at her. Sometimes I do be checking her out, but I'm just looking at her and just admiring this amazing woman that God favored me to have spent the last 17 years of my life with. With all of the things I went through taking care of a handicapped wife, and now I get Darlene. How cool is that? You see, and I'm saying that to say some of you have really given up on the things that you believe in God for. You really believe that God has forgotten about you. But for you to believe that would mean you, have, you must believe, you must convince yourself that God has no character. You, I'm telling you, the only way, Trey, you can give up on what God promised you, you have to convince yourself that your Heavenly Father has no character. Because if He has no character, He's going to say one thing and he's going to do something different. And then he's going to promise you something different. But he said, I'm the Lord your God. I don't change. Yes. Whatever I said. So I guess there are only, really only two things we got to do is to make sure that God said what he said. And then just to give him what he asked for. What does God ask for? Faith. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that what? He rewards those that what? Diligently, Diligently seek him. That means when it don't come when you expect it, you still got to believe. Because you've got you've to understand that your father, listen, when we were created in his image, that means God is a God of character. And we were created just like him. Yes. So for me to tell Darlene, she laughs at me sometimes. I took her by a house on the way to Maryland. We went to Maryland yesterday. And I stopped by Medford just to look at the home and and she just kind of looked at me like, she said, so this is the house you've been decorating? I said, uh, yeah, it's the one. For me not to believe what God said, I have to convince myself that my Heavenly Father, Cheryl, has no character. And I just cannot do that. Yes. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for the abundance of your presence. Everything that you are to us and everything that you promise we give you praise and glory and honor because we know that you're not a man that you can lie, neither the son of man that you have to repent. Have you not said it and shall not do it, or have you spoken and shall not make it good? These are your words. And even when we don't understand, Isaiah 43, 26, you said, put me in remembrance. Come, let us plead together. Yes, State your case yes, that you may be acquitted. Father, we just love you for that because you give us an opportunity. You said, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy. So, Father, we know that you have given us an opportunity to take our petitions to the courts of heaven. And we thank you. We believe you. We will not doubt what you said. We may waver, but we will not doubt. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to keep our hearts and our minds fixed not on the things that we're believing, but on you. And the things will follow. And we believe this 
And we thank you for your advance in Jesus' name. Are you in need of an encouraging word to start your day? Do you need someone to pray in agreement with you? Here at Restoration Christian Ministries, we offer our daily prayer call, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, where members of our ministry team will lift you up as you head out into the course of your day. The phone number for our prayer call is 641-715-3645. And the PIN number to dial is 500-765, followed by the pound key. Be encouraged and stay encouraged with our daily prayer call at 641-715-3645. Don't forget to press 500-765 and the pound key for our prayer call at Restoration Christian Ministries. Introducing Minister Thomas Gilbert with the final word. Good evening, everyone. Today I'm going to read for you out of uh, Ezekiel chapter 33 and couple that with something in Jeremiah 42. Uh, so Ezekiel 33, starting at the 30th verse. As for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the houses. And they speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you, my people, and they hear your words, but they do not do them. For with their mouth, they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed, you are to them as a very lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do not do them. For the longest time, the scripture uh, bothered me because I am someone um, who has been across this nation um, on, on stages uh, in front of thousands of people um, performing uh, poetry. And in my poetry, a lot of times, uh, there is wisdom there that is given to people and they don't, they don't necessarily take the advice that is given and it comes off as a, as a sweet song, as one who can speak eloquently, but they don't do the things that they are taught or told. Uh, and sometimes people can come to you seeking advice and you have to understand that as someone who has been given uh, wisdom or who has been given knowledge from the Lord or a word of knowledge from the Lord, uh, even, if, even if you've been given a prophetic word um, to give to someone, sometimes when people come to you, they aren't always looking for advice. They're looking for you to justify their reason to do wrong. Or they're looking for you to agree with them in their wrongdoing. And sometimes those people want to take you with them because they feel as if, though, if you go with them, they'll be protected in their wrongdoing. This is the case in Jeremiah chapter 42. The people come to Jeremiah and they say, look, tell us what the word of the Lord is for us, because they're scared. They want to flee to Egypt and avoid this, uh, avoid the next exile of of. Uh, of Israel and I'm sorry, of Judah into Babylon. They want to avoid it. They're afraid that, uh, you know, Nebuchadnezzar is going to come back and take them. And so uh, they, they ask Jeremiah, they say, what shall we do? Do we stay here? Do we go to Egypt? You know, whatever the Lord has, uh, has, has instructed you to tell us, please let us know. And so Jeremiah goes to the Lord and the Lord responds to him after 10 days. And the Lord says to him, tell the people to stay here. Don't go to Egypt. If they go, they'll die. But as Jeremiah is telling them this, once he finishes telling them that he says to them, you have already made up in your heart what you are going to do. 
You, you basically have already decided you're going to Egypt, even though you came and you asked and you said you would do what God has said. You decided that you wanted to go. And as a result, these people call Jeremiah a liar and they take him to Egypt with them in hopes that they would be fine should uh, his word come to pass, which it did. And they were all killed. They all fell by the sword and uh, Jeremiah was spared. The point I'm trying to make is be very careful when people come to you. Always tell them the right thing. Tell them what God has for you to tell them. Give them the advice, even if it's out of your own personal experience. Give them just sound, holy, you know, righteous advice and leave it at that. What they do with it from there is on them, but there should not be any blood on your hands. Don't speak to people in order to appease them. Even if your words come across eloquently, you are responsible for talking and giving sound, godly advice to people, godly counsel. For those who are on the opposite side of that equation and are the recipients of the advice or the word, by all means, do what you are told. Because God will not spare you if he has given you a word and told you not to go when you go. Your blood is on your own hands. I pray that this is an encouragement to you. God bless you. Uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Restoration Place on the King James Radio Network. We hope that you have been encouraged and until next time, little prayer, little power. Lot of prayer, lot of power. No prayer, no power. Have a blessed week. Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin'. Like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat. Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween Spider Donut. Trick or treat. Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.